0: What's going on everybody? It is Friday, March 12th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Southside Zo, aka Metsowski, aka Father Zo, and with me as always is my guy, the good Reverend K-Fids, Kevin Fidler. What's going on, buddy?
1: What's up? I feel like I, I feel like our parents have left for like a week's vacation and nope. um, they left the keys to the brand new Porsche. I mean, would they mind? Mm. Well, yeah. Mm, of
0: course He'll not. He'll keep calling me. He'll I'll just take it for a little me. spin, He'll and Maybe me. show it off to a He'll couple keep of friends. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. He'll <laughs> keep calling me. Um, but yeah, as you notice, the third leg of the tripod is not with us today. Uh, the homie Aldo Soto. Um, we're, the two, we're the two nuts. He's kind of, the, never mind. Yep. and uh, <laughs> That's actually, I'm sure he wouldn't argue that either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Aldo is uh, taking care of some business. Uh, He's in the middle of a move, which is always exciting. He wanted me to tell everybody everything's good. Everybody's doing well. He's just got shit he's got to do. And he doesn't have a couple hours to just listen to me in this idiot talk. So that's (laughs) why. Yeah. I'm giving, really. It's, and that's fair. Like, I'm actually surprised all those made it this far. Uh, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I love scary. you all, though. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. We have spring, spring training baseball galore. Um, fucking Jock Peterson is tearing the cover off the ball. Oh, uh, Nico's hitting well. And then on the south side, you know, this Ethan and catch train is, like, fully, like, people are pumped um and then we actually have some breaking white Sox news that is happening as we're recording this it's coming out um and we're gonna get into that in just a minute i have to drink because i just had jock peterson and with all that being said (laughs) Let's tap this cake.
2: Rebuild of the favorites, we here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side, not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams, both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball, but we don't pull the wrong strings, yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Rick or a Canty, so the whole league that we here now. New show with a new move, discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be, this is Pinwheels and Knife, yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You're waiting for. You board, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the Season, make it all
0: Season, we'll all as always the show is brought to you by Points bet make sure you're going downloading the app using promo code pinwheels to get all the promotional offerings it is the beginning of the craziness that happens in March we were told we can't say the actual term because it's patented so the crazy stuff that involves basketball that happens in March is about to begin. Uh, Conference tournaments are already started. Um, So make sure you're downloading the app, getting all your bets in. They got a lot of fun baseball futures bets. You're also able to points bet. It's user interface is fantastic. Uh, As someone that works in the field, it's, I think it's the best one out of the big three. Well, four now in Illinois. Um, so make sure you're going March Wildness. We'll go with that. I like that, Willie. March Wildness. Um, the wilds of March. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. points bet. Download it. Use promo code PINWHEELS. So let's start with this right now because it's kind of pissing me off. So Don Cooper, out of nowhere, is on 670 to score right now, basically having a pity party. Um, hold on. I'm going to pull up the exact quotes here. Oh, yeah, this, he, this is
1: this is your this is your old pitching coach, right? I just cool. yeah,
0: the the pitching coach for 100 years on the White Sox who
1: is already getting gamed by a fantastic young pitching coach that made it from the high school ranks
0: all the way up. Into right. Which, oh, I didn't even put that together that I talked about Ethan Katz before the promo. But anyways, uh, he's on the Parkinson Spiegel show on 670 score here in Chicago. Uh, this is exact quote. I spent more than half my life with the White Sox. It's not fun when people you look up to, admire, and care for don't do the same for you. It's not fun. And then Danny Parkins goes, who didn't care for you? And Cooper's answer was obviously no one. Wow. Um, and then he continues, to, he goes on to say, it's unfortunate. The bottom line is it hurt. When you're no longer part of a something, it hurts. But I'm over that hurt. And trust me that I've moved on. I'm living my life. I knew the end would come. I knew that. The long, That's the long and short of it when it comes to my statement about the White Sox. That's all I got. And then, wow, this actually, he goes deep, dude. Hold on. I'm going to get to the, um, and then Parkins. Parkins is a very good interviewer, by the way. If you guys ever listen to Parkins' Spiegel show, actually, I'm very happy those two are back together. But they're both very good at their job when it comes to interviewing. Um, Parkins definitely, he. He gets in there, man. He'll dig in there for sure. But uh, they asked him what he thought about Steve Stone saying Cooper's last couple years were hard. He said the hard years were playing in the American League and not having enough talent to compete, going through the rebuild. That's pain. Um, And then finally, on the mutual parting of ways with the White Sox, because that's how they addressed it, uh, here's where you cut through the crap. We no longer want you to do what you're doing. You're gone. You're out. And that's okay. I don't want to be somewhere where I'm no longer wanted. Okay. Time out right here, Don. Mm -hmm. Getting fired sucks. And when you're in this position for this long of a time, it's basically like you got a divorce. You know what I'm saying? Like he's been with the White Sox, but how many bad years did Cooper have that he just got a pass? And was like, because of the new regime or the new coach or whatever, Don Cooper was with the White Sox for an astonishing long time. And a lot of it was just living off the merit of that 2005 season. And that 2005 staff did things that were incredible, especially in that playoff run. I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but yeah, they did some things. Ask a White Sox fan. They might want to talk about 2005. I don't know. You might have to twist their arm, but that was an incredible run, but Don Cooper was with the team from 02 to 2020. That's 18 years in the same job in professional sports. That's almost unfathomable right now. And it was because 05 happened his third year and he rode that train. And that's fine. I like Don Cooper. I've said this on the show a couple times. I've had beers with Don Cooper. He's a hell of a guy, tells great stories, less people wear his rings. He's You know, he's a good dude, but it was time. I don't want to say the game passed him up because he probably has more knowledge in his head about baseball than I've, he's probably forgotten more things than I'll ever know. But.
1: Here's my question too. And this is the thing as a coach myself, you understand that this is the job. This is the business that you're in. This is why you're doing it. But you also understand that there is a. An axe that hovel, hovers over your head every single day of your job, and if you don't yes. do your job, you know that axe is going to come. And here's more: since 2002, how many pitchers has he told, "Sorry, son, it just isn't working out. We're going to be in a different direction," and moved on with his own damn life? If you're a coach and you've done that once, guess what? It's going to be done to you. It comes back. Okay, so yep. the, the, the crimey soft crimey river. Did you hear? Did you hear, Ricky? in about? No. Did you hear, no. did you hear some of these? No, man, it's time real. Real. it was stale and there's a younger guy that has a good opportunity to come up and be something special. Look, how about this? How about you be a, a, a good, you know, person that works, you know, in the same industry with someone say, well, you know, I, it didn't work out for me, but man, cats is doing a fucking hell of a job. Let's give the kid some credit. He's he in a short time, he's established a lot of credibility with some of these, these pictures. You can say that and not be like a bitter, sour grapes. Um, there's, there's a the thing again, class, never goes out of style and mm. everybody shows you their true class in these moments the how it, you say goodbye tells you everything about the person's character
0: period dude, and that's a a plus bring up about uh Ricky do Ricky got twice basically fucked over not once same but city. twice same same city same scenario same city and you know what he handled both times with an ridiculous amount of class publicly who knows he could be in his house right now like breaking shit like still mad but Should publicly okay. yeah i mean he has every right to be mad it's different that's a totally different place but it was it was time for cooper to move part of this rebuild was moving forward and Kat, i so far cats is doing a phenomenal job i sent you that article uh that Sox machine did putting ray lowe's mechanics from last year to this year side by side his arm his hitchback his where he's delivered everything's different and you're seeing results. Hopefully, he's throwing a night. So we'll see some of it tonight. And for those of you, thank you all for giving me the Dylan Cease update. He is pitching Monday versus the Cubs. He did a live BP session. He's pitching right now to Grandal. So yeah. So, and Ricky turned, down, because you know what? Alex, Alex, in our comment section, again, you should watch us oh, live yeah, on Thursday really night. Yeah, fun. everything changed. I think they updated shit. Uh, Ricky turned down interview requests after the firing. I'd be pissed too, dude. If I got screwed over in my job place, I wouldn't try to go and interview for another sales job. I'd be like, "Fuck sales! I'm going to go be a janitor somewhere." You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I'm not doing this again. You know. And I could. I Ricky has a ton of money. We he got burned out. It's time. I, and was, I mean, yeah, and he was well compensated for the job he did. He's got. A, he made a good living. He could take a couple years off. Who knows? He might pop back up as a. Oh, oh no! From the media. Oh. That makes more sense. Oh, God. I, I still wouldn't want to talk about it. Have a couple of beers. <laughs> yeah. But Have, I'll tell yeah. you this too.
1: The, the same with Ricky, though, too. Um, ha- having been on that side of it, I've been fired as a head coach before. Um, and having been on that side of it, th- <laughs> you processing, you shouldn't jump right into something else. I actually made the mistake, probably, of jumping immediately into a different program. I got a job offer the next day and I took it. I mean, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Green Valley High School, that's awesome. They've won like what, eight state-, state titles. I'm in. And I didn't take any time for myself and I made that mistake and I was, during my two year run there, I was ready. I was, I mean, I was transferred to Silverado at the two years. I was burned out and I didn't take the time for myself. I didn't like, you have to, you got dumped and it's, you know, Coop, what you do is you do it in private though. You get dumped in private. You go through the process of grieving in private. You don't put it out there. You don't do interviews till you're ready to do interviews. And you don't do him on a knee jerk reaction. And Coop sounds like he's going out there to make sure he's he's dropping all of his He's he's letting it rip like he's like, "What was me?" It sounds like someone that's bitching and crying instead of saying, "I didn't get it done. Let's get my next job. Let's go. I'll go prove you guys wrong somewhere else." He sounds like mm-hmm. someone that's, "What was me?" And, you know, as a dude that you respect, you don't want to hear a guy going, "Oh," hmm. you want him to say, "All right, cool." And you want the Rick Vaughn attitude. You know what? You cut me. I'm going to take this ball. I'm going to shove it up. You and you go. And, 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 and you and you and and you know what you kick this you kick the sand off your heels and you move on. I yeah, mean, I, I don't. It think... takes time. It takes time. It just, you don't do interviews till you're ready. I mean, that's probably his biggest mistake was being out there f- this soon.
0: I don't think Cooper's going to get the reaction he's trying to get by doing the woe is me thing. I, I have nothing but the utmost respect for Don Cooper. I think Don Cooper was a fantastic coach when he was with the White Sox. He was with the organization for 32 years, 18 as the pitching coach. He survived four different managers. You know, he put together one of arguably the best 05 playoff pitching runs we'll ever see. Not only just that, you like we'll ever see with the complete games and uh, only losing one, but I get it. I, I understand why Parkins brought him on the show. I, I understand, you know, the interview, but I don't know. I, it sucks to hear this, man. It really does. Uh, I guess I'm more just bummed that it's going down like this, but, you know, Coop's not a young guy and – You know, he's probably just reflecting back and he's a little salty that he lost his job. So I get it. I don't know. It's just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I expect. I don't expect him to come out and be like, it could have been like, you know what? It sucked. But like you said, he could have easily just been like, it sucked. But you know what? Coach Katz is doing a hell of a job. You know, like, I don't know. I don't want to put words in a guy's mouth. It's a shitty situation, but. It is what it is, but oh, look at you tweeting out live tweets. I'm
1: doing it. I'm doing it. And although just—he gave me the "you better behave"
0: um, nation <laughs> so I'm like, "Oh, I better do it." Fine. But um, yeah, that's about it for me with Coop. You know, y- you hope that everything ends the right way, but sounds like the White Sox are ready to move on, and Coop wasn't, and he's a little bummed about it. It was time. But he's doing a little little therapy session, but his therapy just happens to be on the biggest sports radio station in Chicago.
1: And Mr. Hand makes a good point. I mean, there's rumors that somebody was possibly a little bit open, a little too open sometimes in private to other people. Again, mm-hmm. you talk about character reflections, like he gotta hold it. If he'd held it together just for a little bit
0: longer, that might have gone away. But
1: now it makes it look like he was that guy that when it doesn't go his way, he goes and talks to somebody out of yeah. response. I mean there's
0: of- yeah, there's theories and there's things. I don't I've never been provided with hard facts, so I, I don't want to go down that road because again I've I met they were Co- soft facts. I've <laughs> met Cooper a couple times and he was always cool to me. So that's usually how I go off my judgments of people. So it is what it is.
1: Um, it, it does suck and you know what and, and Maddie Mitch says it right. It sucks to not be it sucks to be there through the rebuild and not get the payoff Cry me a river, Ricky Renteria. Two rebuilds. Both he's not going to get a shot to be a part of the payoff. One was already yep. a World Series championship. One he's going to get two of those. So Coop mm-hmm. can cry me a river. Go get your diaper, pal. I'm done with it. I, I, I Ricky, you should have more to bitch about. Even if it's an 18 year time, I'm sorry. You get, you get, you get, you get booted right before two different possible title runs. One, one official title run, and now one that's probably going to be a title run. Mm-hmm. Shit. And do takes it like class. Coop, there's look, you know. You get a nice comparison. Here's how one person handles it. Here's how another person handles it. You can choose how you like it and what you think of them.
0: And, I mean, if I'm cool, man, I'm chilling, dude. Like, dude probably made almost a million dollars a year for the last 18 years. Like, I get his... Yeah, Buzz, a uh, friend of ours, Buzz, from Tap. he put in the comment section, I understand his point. I just don't agree with how it went. And that's pretty much where I'm at, man. Like, it sucks that it's, it's unfolding like this, but... Be like Hawk and drink, Coop. I think he's got that covered, bud. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's covered. Um, oh, I'm going to move on because I'm going to start talking in circles about this. You know, I don't want to just keep repeating myself. Uh,
1: so what did you think about that interview with Coop on the radio?
0: Yeah, right. So,
1: oh, oh, shit. We covered that. All right. Uh, yep. it's just gonna what else? I am so, mailman Jack asks the question, am I still working on these Bush lattes? I bought a thirty pack because they only come in thirty packs. So yeah, I'm sitting here trying. I, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I, last week I whittled into them into my giant yeah, tower, of, tower of cans that that collapsed on the air. That was fun. Um, And then yeah, yeah, you know, that was I got I get rid of a few. I don't think I'm gonna go as ham tonight. I have a few craft brews in the fridge though.
0: Wait for me. There you go. Um. Well, well, shit. We'll start with the White Sox. Uh, that's the big thing out of the White Sox, though. I guess, speaking of Coop, uh, the White <laughs> Sox pitching has looked really good uh, during the spring break. Or spring break. Spring training. Jesus, sorry, guys. Spring training. Um, hey John. Bi-
1: That's okay. I feel like that was your thought process at that moment. It was, right
0: there. it was. Dude, it was so hard to get the damn kid to sleep.
1: <laughs> My girlfriend says the same thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the pitching looks good. And so when I say the pitching looks good, it's from the people that are going to actually make the major league roster. Uh, some of these other chaps that are going out there and throwing the ball, not looking good. The only pitcher that I was hopeful for, for this season that has disappointed me so far as spring training has been Zach birdie, bro. He had a He walked these two. He walked two straight batters. Mike Wright ain't making the damn team. Um, He walked two straight dudes, and Cats came out and talked to him. And I forgot which announcer because they've been doing these YouTube broadcasts and different people are announcing, but someone goes, Yeah. He's definitely gonna just pipe one down the middle this first pitch because he's nervous. He left and he threw a like ninety one mile an hour fastball right down the middle to Corey Seager, and he put it in fucking New Mexico. And everyone was just like, "Yep, saw that coming. Saw that coming." Birdie, Birdie looks like he's struggling a little bit out there. But the good news about that is the White Sox bullpen is deep, very very deep. Like right. uh, so
1: deep, it put her ass to sleep.
0: Yeah, I would say it's that deep. Um, Yeah, Birdie probably – Birdie was a a fence guy. I was a big fan of his. I was really excited. But the pitchers that matter – I shouldn't say matter. The pitchers that are making the Major League team, (laughs) we had uh, the game uh, earlier this week where it was the big – we'll start with the big one. The Michael Kopik, uh, you know, debut for this spring came out and it was good.
2: <laughs>
0: it was real good. Like, <laughs> like your boy, your boy Zoe went out and had a cigarette after that inning. It was that what? good. Yeah, it was that good. You it fired up that, a heater. I fired up How a heater. How long has it been since you fired up a heater? Since my kid was born. Oh. So for, no, I'm gonna just kidding. Judge kidding. you with
1: judging eyes. And now every time you gaze into him, he's going to look at you.
0: I was, there was other stuff going on that day. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I definitely, uh, Fired up a heater. Crap. Billy's here. That's my guy. Billy, you're welcome here any day, buddy, because you can't. Absolutely. Yeah, because you can't comment penis picks. Um, At
1: least our, our chat room, you can say whatever you want in here, Billy. You're yeah, good. You, can't,
0: you can't get banned here. We'll ban you in here. Um, But yeah, Copic came out, dude. Copic's throwing him 98 miles an hour on the gun. The big thing that I liked was he was painting corners. Um, But the also, the the thing that i noticed was he always had a slider but he was working in a curveball and uh yeah buddy that curveball was hitting like 79 98 to 79 that is a pretty sick drop off there uh, if you're able to work that um so yeah i was very happy to see michael Kopeck come out throwing darts look good very com- uh, very calm collected Um, ready to go. And yeah, Michael Kolpik, ladies and gentlemen, saying all the right things about accepting the role as a reliever. Um, And then we hopefully saw what we'll see a lot of in the upcoming season was the next inning, uh, Garrett Crochet came out and Crochet got himself in a little bit of trouble and then uh, got out of a little bit of trouble. It was great to see. Uh, he didn't work too much with runners on last year, so it was good to see how he handled the situation like that. Uh, he got his double play. Sox going to have their own version of the Nasty Boys. I know. It's going to be fantastic. That's actually – someone tell Dick the Knife on Twitter to make that picture happen. Um, but, yeah, the big thing, too, was crochet through a slurve, curve, whatever you want to call it, that made me have to go back and changed my pants because that was ridiculous too. Because the the batter just stood there and looked at the ump and looked at Crochet like, what the fuck? Mm. Like, what am I supposed to do with that, dude? That was going to hit me in the face. And, and The funny part him. is,
1: the fact that you shit your pants watching it from television, how do you think that yes, poor hitter yes, felt when, yes, when, when yes, his shit. knees buckled like a <laughs> like a like a Philip Rivers bolo. I don't know. I got nothing. So the <laughs> had, wait, his, wait
0: wait wait time out. You had nothing, and you went with Philip Rivers bolo. the first thing that came to mind. To I mean, it had a, it's
1: a belt, right? Isn't there a belt yeah. on there? There's a buckle. There's a buckle on there.
0: A bolo's the the yeah. There's a buckle, right?
1: I don't know. I I need a ruling on that, but probably not. It was just really I'm stupid, but the, <laughs> his that pitch was ridiculous. Like I personally, I'm going to start calling him Captain Hook. I don't know.
0: Oh, well, well I'm going to call back. him a crochet,
1: a, a crochet hook.
0: We have a, a phenomenal comment section worth its weight in watching our show live, but that's where the nasty boys came from. And uh, where's this one? Well, saying he'll be back. Wait, where Jesus. You guys are <laughs> commenting there. This is the one I was looking for. Copic no, not and the crochet. one Billy
1: saying that his kids are settling something on fire. Copic and crochet. Sort of negotiation. Eagle.
0: Equal boner jams 2000. <laughs> got my box of porn. Fine. You're not going to get boner jams 2000. Um, Good, reference.
1: Good reference right there.
0: Yes. But yeah, that's yeah, that gross.
1: That crochet hook is 100%. Will that's, that's the snark. That's a shirt. That's a shirt.
0: I, I got very excited. So now you look at, it. you got Copic, crochet, here, uh, bummer, Hendrick, <laughs> here, <laughs> The bullpen is gross. Like we don't even need to talk about the bullpen anymore. I don't think I've ever felt more just our bullpen sick. You know, I've, everybody loves rankings. Everybody loves, yeah. Evan Marshall. Fuck dude. So the bullpen, everybody loves rankings. Everybody loves top 10 list, all this shit. I don't even give a fuck. Like rank it 29. You're dumb. Mm -hmm. It's the best bullpen in baseball. Fight me. You'll lose. It's the you best. Bullpen. That's it's a, a loss. Yeah, it, it just. But it's just good to know that we have a, a good starting rotation with a great bullpen. So I'm just good. I'm I'm just good. I, uh, Maddie Mitch <laughs> says, <laughs> Foster. Oh fuck! I forgot about Foster too. God damn it! This bullpen's stacked. Foster, Marshall, and Raylo round out the bullpen. But wait. Raylo might be the fifth starter. So that's a good transition. There's a big, big buzz, big buzz, not buzz from on tap, even though love you little bro, but
1: he's not very big. Like he's actually yeah. re- relatively good sized. He's got a big beard. Proper size. Um, big. That's
0: true. There is a large buzz coming from, uh, not just the section one away, but from the white Sox spring training site that Raylo's the goods. Like, I mentioned earlier that Sox Machine, again, go check out that article. It's very well done. Um, put side by side the mechanic changes from last year to this year. Uh did you watch it, Kev? The the mechanics, the side by side. Oh no, I didn't see
1: the side by side one. No, no, no.
0: Yeah. So basically where he comes back with the ball is different. And then also his release points every it's I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, Kevin, but it's these tiny little changes that make this huge difference. And Lucas Giolito even said in an interview, uh, Raylo got his curveball back, uh, basically saying, like, it's nasty. Uh, our good buddy, Rick Giolito, uh, is back on the Twitter streets. Back on the Twitter the Twitter Just praises, praising Raylo. Uh, so, you know, if Rick's saying it, I'm down. Um but, yeah, dude, like, Raylo, by all means, could be winning that fifth starter spot. And then, also, that puts Carlos Rodon in the pen, which I would prefer, because I think Carlos is a good dude. He looks like he's a pretty good dad, and I don't want his arm to fall off. <laughs> and I feel like if he's a starting pitcher, that's what's going to happen. So, yeah. White Dang. Sox are playing tonight at 7 o'clock we record this on Thursday night. Socks are playing at seven o'clock. Uh central versus the Reds and both Raylo and Rodon are supposed to throw. So um so uh what do you uh,
1: what do you think of uh Dr. Pepper uh uh our Dr. Pepper boy?
0: Oh Hendrix I'm not worried Hendrix. about Hendrix.
1: How how I mean are you are you are you appreciating he's a little bit more of a novelty? He's a little bit more of a personality than I think or did you expect that kind of a personality
0: when you got him Yeah I mean we White Sox fans, the collective, the Royal we, uh, we knew that when he signed on because we all watched him scream on the A's pitching That's mound true. as he eliminated <laughs> us from the playoffs last year. Like you you knew what you were getting. Uh the video of Cats working with Raylo was great. I do agree that they might want to add a second left in the rotation, but at this point I don't think they they just want the best five. Uh getting handed the ball. Um and then, yeah, having Carlos Rodon as your long, you know, your uh, oh shit starter is what mm-hmm. I like to call it. Uh, your you know. innings eater, your well, and your then long relief. Also, if like Dylan Sees goes out and gets fucking shelled in the first inning or gets hurt or something you want, you got to have that oh shit starter. And uh, that's what I think Carlos I've been saying it on this show for two years. Carlos Rodon belongs in the bullpen. I, I'm legit nervous his arm is going to fu- You guys, you got to remember his injury. He had blood in his muscles, like not where blood's supposed to be in his arm. Like his shit was fucked up. So it's, I mean, I know he's recovered and everything, but we saw this little comeback when he pitched. And yeah, I know I just picked Cease as an example because I was thinking about Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease is going to be top five Cy Young book it uh so we'll see he sees monday versus the cubs again he threw a couple bullpen sessions you know he's ready to go um yeah man i'm just this
1: this is a good time too this is like when uh like we're about that point of spring training where now it goes from these two inning little 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 farts to like maybe four four maybe three four innings and so you've got like a week or so maybe a start or two that's going to be where you get to see a little bit more because i mean you've got you've got i mean it's such a small sample size. You know, you don't want to freak out about what, you know, geo's done or, or, you know, what Lance Lynn's done too. Mm-hmm. Y- you need them to throw some more innings so they can do it. You know, four, four, four and two thirds inning is not a, it's not like much. And so you, now it's time to, as they stretch out, how good are they in the fourth inning? Are they still sitting with that velocity? Cause again, right. people always mistake They're coming. He was sitting at like 98. No sitting means you're throwing 98 in the fifth inning. In the right. sixth inning, you don't sit anything in the first inning. You're throwing that in the first inning. You sit, when it's the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh inning, when someone's sitting at ninety-eight, that means they've been throwing five, six innings, and they're mm-hmm. still keeping it there. And that's a mis- that's a miss that's, mis- that's a misnomer that people use a lot, and they throw it around a lot without understanding what it means. But when you're sitting, <laughs> it's not you know, relievers don't sit at all, right? I'll just put it that way. Relievers don't sit anywhere.
0: They like Michael throw. Kopech sits. Yeah, if, you it's, know. if
1: it's the sixth and they're still throwing ninety-seven, they're sitting.
0: Yep. Hold on, I'm looking right now. So Mr. Hand asked if. That cease bet is on points bet. I don't think it is. No, it's not. It's on Zobet. Uh I don't take any bets because I'm broke. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I I still have nothing but face faith, faith in Katz and what he's done. I'm I'm very excited to watch Raylo pitch tonight. I'm very excited to watch Cease pitch on Monday. Uh, the Giolito family has spoke very highly of both of them. Very pumped for them. Very happy for Dallas Keiko, because it looks like he's getting married to a total smoke show who works at MLB Network. So everything's coming up good for the uh, the White Sox pitching staff. Lance Lynn looked really good. You
1: you'd like to see that kind of stuff early on. I mean, yeah. It takes a while. I think the pitchers are always a little bit ahead of the hitters in that sense, but yeah, and I it's, am it's, it's such a short burst. It's like you don't know what you're getting like yet. Yeah. It's just they're getting their work in. Everybody at this point, they're annoyed. They want to start getting out of. They, they want, the horse wants to get out on the on the on the on the, the, the race track and get going. They want to stride right. out. They can't stride out. Like no starter likes to get going again because once you get going, it doesn't matter if you've thrown two innings or eight. You've gotten going. Your body's gonna. It's the same response by your body. It really, there's a minimal difference between. Once you're going and you're loose and your your body's at 100 percent and you're, you're you're into the game, it's you're gonna feel it. Like so, like the, these guys, are like, well, I if I'm gonna fucking do it, I might as well go a little bit longer. But right. I know they've got to continue to build out, and this is gonna be a long season. It's gonna take you. You might only see maybe five, six inning outings for a while here at the early part of the season, as everyone's a little bit timid to to stretch some guys out. And then when you get towards the end of the season, you'll you maybe be able to see them kind of stretch out a little bit more. But I think right. everyone's gonna be and, extra cautious.
0: And I'm good with that. And I also want to see who's working this. Busted-ass radar gun that said Lance Lynn was hitting 96, 97, 98. I mean, it looked good, but...
1: Probably the guy that works all these tryout camps for high school kids.
0: Yeah, I mean... Bro,
1: you, your pop time was 1-9. Sorry.
0: It looked really good. Um, I appreciated Lance Lynn uh, barking at the ump. That was fun. Getting really into it. I mean, you got to like that. A little competitive fire. Um, from the position player point of view... I'm good. Nothing really has made me nervous. I mean, there's no like, oh my God. I'm good. I just
1: I think that we're at this point with with Vaughn now, the uh the excitement and like the the hole the kid can hit kinda is now wearing off. And he's you know, he gets on base. I mean he's getting on base more than half the time. Um, but he is he's 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 getting a little bit he's having a little bit here and there, you know. I mean he's got five hits, but he's cooled off a little bit. You know, he only hit the one Jack and the double, but I think that what he's doing is seeing enough. I mean, you got a guy that's, you know, he's got a 455 on base percentage. He's seeing enough pitches right now. It's not about really success for him either. I know you guys are looking for success from a guy like him. I think you need, the guy needs to sit there and see a ball out of the hand over and Mm -hmm. over again, as much as possible with a major league pitcher. That's what he needs to see. It doesn't matter if he's swinging or not. Even at this point, it's just recognizing, seeing, understanding what it looks like, you know, Yeah, it it, it, that's the the, the kind of taper your expectations kind of thing because he's he is fresh. This is new to him. This, but you got him and Lou Bob both are sitting at you know, they're you know, leading the team in hits. But Mm -hmm. your boy Mercedes,
0: Mercedes, but Mercedes is quickly. I, I like the guy, and yeah, I mess around on Twitter and all this stuff, but like, I think he has a shot. But remember back in the day when the bears had their training camps and devin hester was the best wide receiver on the field <laughs> it's the tallest short person right well and like he would be on and you'd be like whoa hester's gonna be the man dude uh like he this is the year this is the year he goes from just a return guy to a receiver too and it just never panned out i think Ehrman is really good in spring training um i'm not sure that that's ever going to transfer over into the <laughs> regular season Um, I'm all for it. If it is, trust me, I think Yerman's I mean, it's funny. Like he was catching against the game against the Padres and you even saw like Manny Machado was like busting his balls when he was in the batter's box. Like I think everybody, Yermin's one of those guys that like everybody likes he gets along with everybody's big goofy guy. Um, I mean, he hit amazing in spring training last year too, but I don't know. We'll see the big thing with me though. When talking about Vaughn, is um, these professional at-bats. Mm-hmm. He's he's working deep counts and then mm-hmm. going going with what the pitchers are giving him. And, you know, our good buddy on the show, King Mac, put a tweet out there and just said, he reminds him of Madrigal with power. And I think that's a pretty fair thing to say, the way that he's working these counts. And just, uh, we saw him, you know, with, a I think there was runner on second. He went with the pitch and took it and put it, on the left side of the second baseman and it found its way to the outfield and then a couple errors happened. And next thing you know, he's on second base, the runner scores, but you make contact and shit happens. And mm-hmm. I think that we're gonna see a lot of that from him. I think, in my opinion, he's earned that DH spot. I think he
1: has he has five walks. He leads the White Sox in walks this spring. That's what I'm saying. You, you tell I'm me proud. a rookie that comes in and rolls in like that and takes walks. Like like someone that's that's a pup. I mean he's not a pup, but he's a pop, he's a mature hitter. So it's not unexpected, but when you look at you know, is this his real first real spring training? I mean, his first like as a guy that may actually like be a dude and he's out there taking a walk. He's not out there trying to like do too much. That's huge. Right. You would expect him to go out there and expand his zone. I need to I need to go hit a double here. If I don't hit a double here, maybe I won't make the team. Or he's not trying to push. He's just letting it, the game come to him. And that is what makes Vaughn so valuable is he is a mature. Human, let alone a ball player, but he knows that the game's going to eventually come to him. He's willing to wait, and he's that also shows a little bit of trust, mm-hmm. or you know, he trusts the people behind him. If he doesn't get it done, he knows the guy behind him is going to get it done. And I actually noticed this, and I, I mean, we can use it as a segue, but the White Sox have only you know the big power monster behemoths. I mean, I know that you guys have you know, you, Abreu hasn't had many at bats either, but you guys, uh, the White Sox have only hit four home runs in spring training. Mm-hmm. Jock Peterson has five, and yeah. the Cubs have hit. Where is it at? Hold on, the Cubs have hit fifteen. Hold on, spring training. Hold on, home hold
0: on. Runs. I need to address a couple of things before we start <laughs> yeah. jerking off the Cubs. I'm sorry, i just well, uh, no, I'm just saying, like it just, again, it's
1: it's a limit again. Spring training, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, but I'm not to too overly concerned about it. I, that White Sox lineup, top to bottom, minus Madrigal, anyone in that lineup could easily pop off for twenty home runs this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, comment, where is it? Oh, Madrigal doesn't take pitches or word counts. I'm I'm more comparing Vaughn and Magical's hitting styles to they put bet on the ball. You know, that's the – I'm not – the working counts thing. Magical just likes to get two quick strikes because then he goes to work. It's the weirdest thing in the world and extremely frustrating. But, yeah, I mean, that's it. Vaughn is a very short dude. Vaughn is maybe six feet tall. I don't think he's six feet tall. But – yeah, five,
1: two, and and Maddie Mitch, I understand it's spring training. I'll relax, but it's pretty freaking amazing when a dude, yeah. if you were to just take his home runs, is hitting three hundred this spring with home runs only. Yep, you He's gotta give. hit five homers and seventeen plate appearances.
0: You, you can't tell him. <laughs> you can't tell him to relax about Jock Peterson, and then in the same breath get all pumped up for Lance Lynn. You know what I mean? It's there's, yeah, Jock might be taking dudes that are going to be working at Enterprise Rent a Car deep, but. Lance Lynn's striking them out. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just like you, you got to take it with what it is. And we're not dumb. We understand, like, that's what's happening. But it's also if, uh, you know, if, like, Luis Robert had six home runs right now, this see, comment, th- yeah, people would be going, pump. I'm actually – very happy to watch Luis Robert rip doubles to the gaps. But you guys, Look at this, too.
1: This is something that fans forget. And this is, again, this is my, this is a little my pet peeve right now, just with spring training, too. Some of these hitters, they stick around a little bit longer in the game. And there's Jumper right there. I was just about to say it. You got guys that are playing in the sixth inning. If you're hitting in the sixth inning of a spring training game, week two or three of the spring training, you are facing a dude that more than likely has zero time, zero pitches in the majors, more than likely is a – you know, bagging groceries, guy that's a body that's going to be in there, giving a shot, but more than likely he's going to make the roster and you're teeing off on, you know, it's, it's it's basically punching downward. And I think that that's another thing. Like, Jock Jock's hit a couple off of, like, real starters. Like, today, R- Rodriguez is a good starter. Mm-hmm. Um, they hit it off, you know, but it, when you're hitting off a Bob blah blah in the sixth inning, a guy that's wearing number 96. Um,
0: Actually, Fids, I'll be right back. Keep continuing to talk.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to have to keep this ball rolling. I think Zoe has to poop. I think he ate some of the baby suppository. I'm not sure, but no, I mean, but that's the thing is you look at yeah, you get spring training numbers are what they are. I mean, you look at look at you know Vaughn's having a decent spring. I mean, quietly, Lou Bob is doing what Lou Bob does. I mean, he's getting on base four out of ten times, and he's fast, and he's you know he hasn't driven in a lot of runs, but he scored what? Well, he's only scored three, I guess. But uh, I think he, I don't know. I feel like the walk. No, White Sox just are just they're doing their thing. And guess what? You guys have the coach, the one manager that knows that none of this means dick. You have a guy that's not going to make a spring training game feel like a like like World Se- game, you know, seven of the World Series. You know, and I like like you know the Mets playing 20 you know 27 outs the other day and everyone's like they're they're celebrating or whatever, but you got a manager that knows that these guys need to get their work in and that's it. And they're going to come in, get their work in and get out. He treats them like adults. Like you have a manager that isn't going to sit there and like micromanage you. And I think that's the big thing that I you get with a guy like Larusa La, La is that he doesn't micromanage. He lets his coaches coach. He does what he's got to do. He knows when he pushes. He knows when to pull back. He knows when to push buttons and when to just let things kind of let it go. Um, and he knows there to be a, you know, he, he, he he's more or less getting to know everybody and, and then he'll sit back. You know, he probably doesn't talk much. I would probably assume he says very little at camp. I would assume that he's probably, at the end of the day, he might address the guys a little bit and then let them go because people like him don't, uh, no, I just was stuttering because it's me. Um, the uh, But the, the, the thing about, what he does with White Sox fans. You stop. You stop. Who said that? Wait, are oh, you talking about Javi? Okay. You guys are talking about Javi in the chat now. Sorry. I wasn't sure I was going, wait, no, I did not say LaRoche though. Uh, LaRoche though, I would say. Um, anyway, but you got a manager that's going to do that. So you're going to, that's why, again, you're seeing, I think a lot of the numbers are down for the White Sox as far as appearances. I mean, I guess not totally. I mean, Vaughn and Lu, you know, Robert, Robert, as all Alex called Robert, but Lou Bob is at 16 at bats. But then everybody else is sitting, you know, uh, Anderson's got 17. So I guess, but he's sitting doing what he normally does. So I don't know. They're just getting their licks in and getting out. It's not a, uh, they're not getting, you know, it's, it is what it is. I mean, the Cubs offense always hits home runs. We, you know, Last year was more of an anomaly, but the White Sox offense is going to do what it does. And I will take, oh, there he's back. But I will take issue a little Hi. bit with the, with the Nick magical stuff too. I know that he usually is not now. And I, I think I was talking with Alex about this in a DM. I believe that you're going to see an evolution of Nick Madrigal as he matures as a hitter, because his team, I think, the White Sox are going to ask him to alter his approach into okay. seeing some pitches, taking walks, to be a guy that's going to get on base. He's too fast, and he causes too much havoc on the base pass to not be a guy that's going to see a few extra pitches, and that's you know something that he could learn from Vaughn again, um, but. You know, they're, they, I think that you're going to see Magical develop into a guy that will take walks. And I know that it doesn't sound like it could happen, but I think that that's what they're going to ask of him. I think that being in the nine hole in that second leadoff, if he's going to stay there, he's got to get on base. And if it's, if he's going to, you know, if he's going to hit like Tim Anderson and and have a great, bad, bit, uh, you know, and be great, fine. But I, I think that he's going to have to make that adjustment and take more walks. Um, and I think that's what makes him
0: fids. Mm-hmm. We have uh some breaking bears news that I think everybody's gonna want to talk about.
1: Oh bullshit. Don't do it, don't. don't
0: they've ex- they've extended their kicker Santos for five years. <sighs> That's good though. I will talk about
1: that. <laughs> you son of me. reach through this I would reach through this camera right now. Yes. Ring your neck. I know. Well Yumper, I just gotta... get 'em.
0: Yumper get him. Yumper's the one that put it in the comments.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't make it seem like it was Russell Wilson. He just put. That, I know. He, he, I just, he didn't
0: build it up like that. I I got the uh, the the notification from Sports Mocri on my phone. Tinkle and but. I saw Bears and I was like, yes, shit.
1: Oh, I tinkled just like a tiny bit like that.
0: Was but really anyways, what were we yeah, talking I mean, about? We're talking about Madrigal and I wasn't here.
1: I was just saying. I was just saying that. Well, we were talking about Larusa. These guys in spring training. He knows what he's. Jesus, doing.
0: sorry. He this the guy's the thing. I'm a pretty white dude. This, I look like fucking powder. Oh. <laughs> you look like a
1: very hairy Dave Kaplan.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, no sense in being mean. <laughs> um,
1: oh. put, him in, put him in the cryogenic chamber oh. again. God, that picture. Oh, you. it's so okay, bright. You look get like worse. God is coming down and worse to take your soul, your <laughs> soul.
0: Oh, we're just going to turn this off. Holy smokes, dude! I, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I looked like a kid that would tell you Big his dad's <laughs> a <lawyer. laughs> I looked like a kid that would tell you his dad's a lawyer. Do you know who my dad is? Uh, <laughs> my daddy, yeah, yeah. Once yeah. you start going
1: golfing, that'll you'll you'll, you'll have a better reflection. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's because the camera really does attract itself to that makeup table that perhaps you're just you're doomed from the start, could be. But uh, just, we were just talking about how, uh, you know, Larusso is is, is it, it, these guys are not getting the same kind of like work that other franchises are doing because he knows that these guys just need to get in and get to work. He's not a micromanager. He lets these guys just do, let's the coaches coach, lets them go. And we talked about how Magical, I think that Magical will eventually be asked to not necessarily change who he is, but, but be a guy that takes more walks. I think that because of his speed and the expectations, if it's not happening with the bat, he's going to be asked to, because he's a small guy, he's hard to pitch to, just because of size alone. And so little guys are generally guys that should take a few more walks. But I mean, I think that they're going to ask him to do that in the nine hole. And that yeah. doesn't much better by the way, so you don't look Thank totally. You.
0: I think I agree with you. I think, I mean, we saw what LaRussa did with guys like David Eckstein. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he's just going to tell Nick, like, dude, your goal is to flip this lineup over. And by doing that, we need you to get on base. And I understand he's the best two strike hitter in baseball. Like, we've seen that, but like Walt Weiss, um, but yeah, I think he's got to take a little bit more walks again. I can't stress this enough. He's had a hundred major league at bats. Like we have, we're far from the finished pro- product. You know what I mean? Like people, Luis Robert hasn't even played a fucking full season.
2: Mm-hmm. You know
0: what I mean? Like, let's give these guys a little bit more time to like show us what kind of players they're going to be. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Absolutely. And I hope pitcher and I understand. And I get Maddie Mitch's point in the comments. Pitchers will always come in magical though. Always throw them strikes because they know there's not a good chance. He's going to put one over the wall, but so they're going to challenge him, And I think he's up to it. He's been probably challenged his whole career. He was the collegiate player of the year being challenged like mm-hmm. this isn't anything new to him and mm-hmm. i just i beg the 10 people that watch this show to 16. yeah to please to, hi, Mom. 19. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> to please please just let guys like magical and robert mature and become like the players that they're gonna be you know not everyone's space. not everyone's gonna be albert pool who put up like the ultimate rookie season, mm-hmm. but yeah,
1: that, let's the, let, give them the space enough to be themselves. Let them develop who they are. They, they don't know their, they don't know who they are as a pro. Right. They know who they were as a college player, but you've got to go out there and kick ass and, 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 and wear it. You're who you are develops who you are. I mean, Chris was a power hitter in college, but I'm telling you right now, people are, are make the, the stupid mistake with KB and calling him a power hitter. He's not, he's a, he's a, he's a run producer. He gets on or, you know, he hits gap to gap. He's not, I mean, he hits balls far, but it, it's within the construct of of Viet Bat and what he's given. And and people want to see, you know, magical be something else. Just let the guy, let these players be themselves. But th- it takes time to develop who they are. And again, people, when you start saying like, this person is going to be, the next blank. This is going to be the next. I, like you, I, you I, time
0: I, I hate that up. shit. I hate that shit so much. That poor oh, kid he's in New gonna, York being called the next Mike Trout, like that's I, stupid. Why why, why? why do you do that? Why? Don't stop doing that to kids. That's I. Uh, I think that's the worst. Like yeah, that kid in New York. He's a brick shit house. What's his name?
1: I forgot his name. I just yeah, so
0: yeah, but he. The kid is. Like zero percent body fat, just a fucking monster. Right. And you know, he's there's videos of him just demolishing baseballs, but to be putting out articles comparing oh, is he the next Mike Trout? Don't why? Why? Why do you do that? Mm-hmm. Crochet's the next sale, cause he's tall and lefty. Like it's like so lazy. So lazy. Brick shit house. I said it right that time. Jason Dominguez.
1: You said a shit. What did you say?
0: A brick. Did you just call it a, sh- a brick shit house? I said brick shit house, shit brick house. Is it a shit brick house? I don't even know. Which one is it? Someone tell Al to make me that shirt. I wanted to say brick shit house. And then on the back say shit brick house. There you go. Then like, you're totally. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and that's a good one that King Mac brings up in the comments, which we do live every Thursday night. Watch our show live. But people Asshole. calling crochet sale. It's because he's a tall, skinny white dude that throws lefty and throws smoke. I, I just think it's start you're starting to get lazy. You know what I mean? It's like, lazy.
1: It's late. It's lazy. It's, there lazy. it is.
0: It's just. I think it's just lazy. Like crochet is going to be the first crochet. Like that. I mean, I wish it's, he had Chris S- Sales slider. He doesn't have that, but that slurve he threw the other day was amazing. Like it's. I don't know. I think it's lazy. it's a
1: fallback. It's a fallback for people that actually don't have the baseball IQ to actually describe what they're seeing they say oh this looks like blank it must be the next blank and then if you break down their swings it is nothing freaking close but that's what some that that's like the uh that's like again i'll say it. it's like the hitting instructor that always is like get your hands through palm up squish the bug, like saying all these stupid cliches that people don't even use anymore and that are actually obsolete but they're throwing it out there and it's lazy because they don't know what else to do. They don't know have to actually say that this guy has a spin rate at blank and has a, right. you know, a velocity and a late giddy-up and 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 you know has that inside runner. They don't know how to say that. They're like, oh, he looks like Kirk Kershaw. He's the next Kershaw. So this kid grows up going, I got to be Kershaw now? Shit, what? that's like one of the best left-handers ever played the game. And maybe they're the next Paul Asenmacher for all I know. Who cares? It doesn't matter because they're the first whoever they are. Yeah. And it's big publications. Well, King Mac, you say it. <laughs> because most of these big publications don't have real baseball people writing. They have writers. They have guys that never played the game. If you look at them, you know that a five foot seven Sully has never played baseball at a high level. No offense. Just saying, these are people that aren't inside the lines. They don't understand it and they don't get it. And so I might be the next Dave Kaplan. I will have to shave my head. I will have to get in the hyperbaric chamber. I'll have to make up more false reports, but I could be the next
0: Uh, but i would
1: be well north of 200 million (laughs) with my contract with the
0: score but yeah i mean i think we both and (laughs) i do see the marketing aspect of it i do see organizations being like yo can you throw a story out there saying that this kid we got could be the next ken griffey jr because well no i know me and you roll our eyes and a lot of these people that you know are watching or listening probably roll their eyes too but you know the casual sports fan the casual baseball fan sees that headline and is like, yo, I'm like, I'll go drop money and go check this kid out. You know what I mean? And so the problem is the game is not teaching people the game. That's the problem why people don't
1: get it. It's we have to dumb down the game for these people to understand it. Why not teach the game? Golf took a while. Poker took a while. Once you actually able to explain the nuance of the game, you don't have to dumb it down. Like in the sense like today, for example, minor league, but triple a is going to larger bases Mm -hmm. and double a is going to, what is it? Um, there's some they're tweaking these things in essence to allow oh no no oh yeah in double in a infielders will have to keep be within one step or two steps of the infield dirt at all times wait
0: what yeah. that's real
1: yeah this is real and so what are they doing they're dumbing the game down because they can't explain the nuance of pitching to the fans fans want to see hit ball hard go far run hard like hey guess what there's a beautiful thing that's like saying do you want to go you know do you want to go to a?" edc or do you want to go to the 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 uh the met or do you want to go to the uh you know the art institute of chicago do you want to do you, do you want to go to a do you want to go to the uh you know the the crowbar or do you want to go to the art institute that's really what the difference is It's boom 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 <laughs> i can bounce around or look at this beautiful art these pictures are doing a great job look at how they paint this picture look at how they set things up nope it's and, just and that's where i get upset with and baseball's doing a terrible job well hold on teaching hold on, hold on, the on, average fan the game, mic em in, up. in all mic fairness,
0: you know, mic them up. Yes, 100%. That makes the game more entertaining, too, because the biggest thing is baseball's boring. I get it, but oh, I know because they don't know. But we are spoiled here in Chicago where we have guys like Steve Zone and Benetti, and Len Casper and really? these guys that are not only fantastic at painting this beautiful picture of what's going on with their words, but they also teach and explain. You can watch a week straight of White Sox games with Steve Stone and have no clue what baseball is. Like, Believe me, my son will watch old Sox games with Steve Stone just for the educational purposes. And I still to this day, since I was a kid, but still to this day, I'll be watching a game and Steve Stone will be like, eh, and it's 1-2, here comes that slider low and away, and it's a slider low and away, and you're like, what the fuck? And I smile every time. I think it's the greatest thing in the world how we can call pitches.
1: I grew up thinking Steve Stone had an actual phone line to the dugout. His broadcasts <laughs> on WGN as a kid growing up, he would be like, Oh, it's a 1 1 count. This is a great time for the runner to move. I'd expect the runner to be moving in this situation. There goes the runner to second. I'm right.
0: like, Hey, what is he doing here? He knew. But Just, that's the thing, though. That's why we're lucky, though, because we grew up with a guy like Steve. He sometimes. explained running
1: counts. He explained yeah. why it's good to move a runner 3 1 You know, in a 3 1 count. With, with you know, in certain situations, it's good to run a runner in a three-two count with one out. Like he talks about why, and
0: and shit, this I probably would oh, say like shit. This is a huge pet peeve of mine. Yep, you're and trying this to is a reason you're right. You're, you're trying to grow the game and you're blacking out games in broadcast areas. It, it eight makes, teams, eight teams in Vegas. I can't and,
1: watch. And if are the so that's sixteen teams every if, night. I can't watch unless
0: they're playing each other here in helpful. Vegas. And also, and this is if you if I was a Cubs fan. And I was paying for the Marquee Network, and I couldn't watch games. Livid. Fucking Mm -hmm. livid. At least White Sox is like, all right, whatever. It's part of cable, and there's ways to find MLB
1: Network blocks me out here for all those games, Alex. I can't watch... Anything on MLB network, I cannot watch. Trust
0: me, he can't see it. Anything. I hear about it. I hear about it every day. You can't I, see it. He can't.
1: Ne- neither confirm nor do I how I get to watch the games when it happens, nope. other than going to the sports book, which somehow the sports books aren't blacked out, but I, I would
0: understand that. That's fine. Money. Let's just say I read it how to <laughs> watch games. You know, when I, you see me I that text today, it. I was on I, the
1: treadmill and I read it and I, I watched. Yeah. Chris hit a double.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I was just kind of poking around and I read it somewhere that I could watch these white Sox games, but yeah, I mean, guys like Steve Stone need to be on national broadcast. He needs to be doing like, and I know I'm such a Homer on this, but he needs to be doing the world series. He needs to be doing it to the world to grow the game. If you had like, and I'm not saying it has to be Steve Stone, just someone that could do what he does though. And like, Show how fun. Do you know how fun it is? Like just from watching Steve Stone, I thoroughly enjoy trying to guess pitches.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? I'm not smart, but I've watched millions of hours of baseball where I love being like, mm, it's a one-two count. He's been working this guy inside. He's probably gonna throw something off speed low and away. <laughs> oh god. This, this is true.
1: And 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 actually, Yumper makes a good point. A uh, hell of a lot better than Mr. In My Day Smalls. Guess what? It's so much better when you don't have former players because they're going to talk about what I used to do. I want catchers. I want former coaches. I want Bob Brenly. I want guys that are, are, are baseball IQ guys. I don't give a sh- Literally, like, okay, nobody said nobody ever. Alex Rodriguez has a high baseball IQ. Said no one ever. Okay? Meatball, period. And so when you get him in there and you get people that aren't teaching the game, it's more about personality. I don't give two shits. About what Chris Bryant is doing on a Saturday night, or what things Javi, you know, what is it like to hang out with Javi? By that Cubs broadcast last week, dear God, the worst question you could ever ask a player is, "What's it like hanging out with your teammate?" Fuck off. It's let's cool. talk about the game, okay? And that's what they're asking. What is it like on a weekend with? Ho- Shut up. What is it? How about this? What have you? What adjustments have you made to your swing? What is the hardest thing about adjusting to a pitcher that throws from three quarters as opposed to over the top or maybe a sidearm from down below? No questions are being asked that, and that's what they're missing out on. It's all about personality. It's it's like we're watching. TMZ with sports, and it's not what we're looking for. We want I want the game. And and we I mean need, you know, with, so someone that capitalizes on that and, and drops the game as, as as a priority, you've got you got is, money back. You got a money back right there.
0: One thing though, Smoltz isn't terrible, but he does the whole back in my day thing a little too much. He's like he smoltz reminds me of like he's like a Troy Aikman type for baseball. But <laughs> Luke <laughs> <laughs> um have you ever been uh, to a reading club at the library? <laughs> I hope you like butterbeer. Um <laughs> yeah. but as far as yeah. former players are concerned, they're not all bad. Because last year, I think it was the Rays first round series, uh just because they were running out of people, I think. Um they put AJ Prozinski with uh who's the hundred-year-old pitcher on the Cardinals? <laughs> Uh, Wainwright. Wainwright. Wainwright, for some reason, was like doing – he was like the third guy on the broadcast. Przinski and Wainwright were hilarious. They were a fantastic duo. And, yes, Barry Melrose, fantastic screen name, but love your mullet. But he makes a good point in our comment. Major networks don't care about smart people anymore. They just want clicks for cash. I mean, that's where we're at mm-hmm. in the world. I mean
1: we're advertising to, to – We're advertising to the –
0: Yeah, don't get me started on that. Yes, I'm fully aware that this show is part of sports mockery, and yeah, I know that's a little hypocritical. But (laughs) somebody say that, no, I did. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, but Wainwright, Wainwright and Przinsky together, I'd watch that seven days a week. Phenomenal insight, cracked a couple jokes, but. Kept it, you know, on the field. Not a lot of, you know, back in my day shit. Like, it was really good stuff. Uh, A lot of insight. I felt like I was learning while I was watching the game. It was fantastic. And I would want more guys like that. Uh, A-Rod in the booth. I'm good on that, man. I mean, that's, he's a corporate stooge. Like, whatever. And if he ever owns the White Sox, please don't play him that audio because that would suck. I would never get invited back to Fest. Um But yeah, KB Unfiltered is the best. KFitz needs to get him drunk. I don't think uh, the Lord can get KB drunk right now. Uh, but- you
1: know, that would actually have to be more like one of those roofie moments um, where he doesn't realize that I am using a little uh, tincture and just putting alcohol. I mean, it would probably take yeah. like a thimble, really, uh, first-timer.
0: Um, I think uh, you're going to be seeing...
1: KV drunk anytime soon. Um, that shit happens. A, I'll probably be in the
0: background somewhere in the video. Yeah. B, or we'll be seeing you like Channel 6 News Live. Former high school baseball coach gets his Major League Baseball player, Protege,
1: <laughs> and he gets on TV and then says, I don't give a shit. Oh, wait, here he did that, but he was sober. Never mind. He did
0: uh, again. All right. Sorry. Well, we're over the hour mark. Let's talk about what everybody wants to talk about. We uh, we would, Jock? No, the NIT
1: tournament. Oh, oh, sorry, my bad. I thought we wanted to talk about the guy that's Jagu- launching I baseballs.
0: I mean, there's what does I mean, what else can you really say? The dude is just and he's doing it all kinds of ways. He's hitting long bombs, he's hitting the line drive home runs. Mm-hmm. Everything looks his swing looks very fluent. He looks very loose and relaxed with this team.
1: Um I mean, one could one could say I mean, the Cubs as a as a spring training offense is is a world beater. Their offense has been fantastic. Whatever they're doing has been good. Um Nico's got 9 hits, Jock's got 9 hits, Vargas, guy competing <laughs> for the roster spot has 8 hits,
0: which and is like, good cuz they're going to need he, runs. Who hit the
1: grand the other night? Uh, Rafael Ortega hit a game-winning grand slam the other night. Yep.
0: Um there's a let I me mean, god. There's oh, go. a lot of runs scored. Cubs question, does Sogard or Mabin make the opening day roster?
1: I think Mabin will. I think Sogard is a question mark. I think Sogard may end up back at like that 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 secondary facility. It is all against righties, but guess what? Do you want that's to bring up the mean. fact that there are only two left-handed starters in the entire Central Division? There's a well, whole no, reason why I, lefties
0: no big deal. But that's like, that's, that's why is. that's who Jock is. That's why I wanted him on the White Sox was to face righties. He's a <laughs> platoon guy. He's not an everyday right. guy.
1: But he's gonna he's gonna see lefties this year. But he won't see a lot of them because the Central doesn't have many. Like it's a, it's a it was a smart move by Jed to take that risk. He's gonna give his get a shot against lefties, but righties he just eats. You just hope that if he struggles against lefties, it doesn't affect how he hits righties. That's the so, big thing.
0: No way the Cubs start Sogard. Dude, have no. you seen what Nico's doing this spring? You
1: have a gold glove second baseman caliber, gold glove caliber second baseman who's now hitting the baseball and he's younger. So, guard is going to have to be... All right, real quick. I know we're
0: talking about Cubs, but this quote just came out. Uh, someone asked... Tony La Russa about the Raylo re- and Carlos Rodon both pitching tonight. He said, quote, you can't phony up the competition. This is a legitimate competition. Each guy knows that the players will be watching it closely. And that makes today something special. I love that shit. I absolutely love that shit. He didn't say I love that shit. That's me. His quote ended with special, but <laughs> I love that shit. I think it's great. I love that. you're. I think competition brings out the best in men and women. Um, competition but- breeds excellence. Yes. And I think this is great. I can't wait to watch the game in a half hour. But back to Nico. If the Cubs are starting, Nico's earned the starting job.
1: Will he, will he will he cross the line? Will he now, cross the line?
0: Now why would you ask this question? You know both of us are gonna answer the question was two hundred million? No. you gave Javi a two hundred million contract? Let's just say no. I'll give him Let, a, I'll give him a three year forty five. Let's say no. Watch I'll give it him a where
1: three year forty five. And oh, then you Sox, know what? Damn it, the Sox team's not on TV ed howard can go ahead and take over we good i mean nico keeps doing this
0: shit we don't need to worry about it anyway but nah, i, I thought for sure the socks was on tv
1: is, well, it te- is it
0: televised in cincinnati is it televised anywhere
1: uh yeah. they did this because no they were blacked out because of the 108 selection show that's oh, actually why it's blacked God. out
0: so Damn let's, it, get there. let's get
1: there so let's talk about this though. so
0: this is your first year being like eligible for this, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't I mean, know I, 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 I helped you last
1: year. I did a lot of recruiting. I did a lot of did. Vote, did. vote, vote, vote. I've had, it, I've had an, an
0: interesting journey in the 108 tournament. Like two years ago was my first year in the tournament. I was a 16 seed, and I got literally teabagged by White Sox Dave in the first round. Like oh, it no, was White a, Sox Dave in the first round. It wasn't. I lost like 90 to 10. It was a. <laughs> ju- <laughs> but I was just oh, having to be there. there and I was just like, wow, this is really cool. And this is kind of when our show is just kind of launching off. And I will always thank the guys that want to wait for kind of getting me out there. I gained a ton of followers. I got to meet a ton of people cause of it and it was great. And then last year I was picked as a sleeper pick by beef loaf and I did not disappoint. And I, did I win my bracket? Or we're pretty
1: far. I'm, I, I mean, you beat a ninth. You were a ninth seed, right? Or like a you beat a high seed.
0: Yeah. No, there was. I think I won my bracket. There was like eight divisions, or whatever. I last. At, year. I won. I went over
1: my uh, my March posts now, and that's all I came up with. My yeah. Vote for Zoe. He likes babies.
0: Yeah. You um, have a baby now. Holy shit. Yep. Um. So I mean, you did that, but I mean, I think I'm pretty pumped. I mean, it should be. Yeah, I know. I got at least eleven votes from this comment section so I'm pretty pumped about that uh, <laughs> let me hold on though let me put this back a little bit this is one of the things that makes White Sox Twitter extremely special what these guys have done in the 108 it started out as something that I know just started as something that was like hey this is going to be a good time this is going to be fun whatever yeah, I I thought of that this morning, too. I
1: have pictures. <laughs>
0: I thought of that, too. And it started out as something, like, goofy or whatever, but I've talked to Beefloaf about this. I think it's such a phenomenal thing. It lets people – introduces people to people that might just be starting, like, a podcast or a show or an update. Um, I've also made some really good friends – from the show or not well from this show and also from the selection show from the 108 which is on 830 but this tournament it's it's just a really really cool thing and yeah sometimes people cross the line you know there's sometimes people get a little personal and then there's the whole shit with people buying bots which is always really weird to me um but it's just really cool and I mean yeah you got guys like Jeff Passon ripping on beef that's hilarious Amazing. that is fantastic.
1: Those are one of those things that like when you're sitting on the couch and you read that and there's people like in the room or in the house and they hear you cackling like you just saw you know, yeah. like a, a brand new like early 90s Jim Carrey movie and you're like, what, what is, what's wrong with you? And you're like, shit, shit, just murdered beef.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was unreal, but yeah, there there was people, I mean You built a bot, Jack? did she look like Kelly LeBrock? The overall spirit of the thing I Mm -hmm. think is a huge indication on how great this community can really be. I mean, again, there has been some people that have gotten shitty and there's sometimes where I think people get a little too personal with, you know, dragging up pictures or like some things just aren't funny that people do, but you know, to each their own, but overall everyone has a really good time with it. It inspires some of the funniest shit you will see on Twitter. Like, Summer of George came out hot last year and during the tournament made these videos of him just crushing tequila shots, beer, all this stuff. And it was fantastic. But see, now this is the kind of comment I'm talking about. Like, he mm-hmm. says the 108 folks brought me out of my show. And if you are a listener to this podcast and you're not really big on Twitter, I guess we should back up. They're on Facebook too, but from the 108 is another show, another great podcast and white Sox Twitter, great blog as well. And, cousins. They're uncles. They're our uncle. Yeah. And I mean, it's, the show is hosted by three guys, beef love treasy uh, and my Sex summer MSS and you know, Mr. Hand's a contributor. They got Wally. Um, I know Mailman Jack writes for them. Uh, D. Brown is their intern now. But it's just, it's just fun shit, man. Like it's just a good time. They they literally sit in section 108 at White Sox games, and they're always extremely approachable. They they love it when people come by and say, you know, I, I well, I think they love it. They could secretly say like, fuck that guy when I leave, but. Uh, <laughs> um, but they totally like, I don't know. They bring people together. Everyone has a really good time, and then like people use the hashtag one awaiting. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean drinking. Like we've had beef on the show, talk about it, and it just means like living your best life for lack, you know, for trying to use a cliche term, just having a good time. And you enjoying themselves. One awaiting could be eating a big ass steak or it could be just having a great time or you know what i mean like they're real dudes man exactly maddie mitch i didn't even see your comment i just said it exactly as you typed it but mm-hmm. they're just genuinely real dudes that just want to have a good time talk about some baseball and have some beers or 50
1: but that's White Sox twitter in a nutshell man i yep. told you i mean i told you this like I'm, again i i mean we joke about me being you know possibly even remotely having a shot of even being in this thing i'm a cup fan <clears throat> Uh, and and i'm on twitter as much as everybody and i have not i mean honestly i and i've said this on the show a few times cubs twitter is just it's it's not great i mean cubs zone is fantastic obviously yumper um evan's cool evan's awesome but it's really i mean you know even even the people that everyone like loves i'm it's not super welcoming it's not like a community it's it's really a bunch of pissed off people wondering why the window closed too fast and it's kind of it wears on you a little bit, whereas White Sox Twitter is is there's some good, good, full on bagging, like nobody takes it too serious. Like, I could tell, I again, I will still and 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 don't think I won't every time I will tweet at Ken WO. There will be an I love you gif. Hey,
0: I'm Ken WO, happy birthday! So, oh, fuck man,
1: you. Fuck you, so. and yeah. so, <laughs> but that's that's what makes White Sox Twitter so cool. Like, I could you, you bust chops and you have a good time, and I have never felt more welcome in any like online community <laughs> as I have. In the 108, White Sox, you know, all of this whole thing or whatever. I I communicate, like I said, my girlfriend jokes at me. She's like, what are you giggling about over there, you dork? And I'm like, oh, you know, shit. Uh, you know, Pete just sent me a, a stupid video. Mailman Jack just went over. He went over and saw Hank, uh, you know, and, you know, I'm having, you know, a, a, a Hank moment or whatever it is. And it's just, it, it's it's one of those things that makes me, I hated the White Sox. I Fucking hated the White Sox. I, and when we came on this show, my first episode, I think I've, I cliched every stupid White Sox joke there is with Zoe. And he, and he just grinned and bared it like a, like, like a good dude. And over the course of the time, and the way that everybody has welcomed, welcomed me into the White Sox Twitter family or whatever I guess you call it, I don't hate the White Sox anymore. I don't hate them. I, I actually honestly, God, it's a perfect world for me if the Cubs and the White Sox play in a Red Line World Series because I love to see people that I actually really do genuinely care about in White Sox Twitter happy. So if the Cubs don't win it and the White Sox do, I'm not gonna be like, man, they're franchise. I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. I'm not on the bandwagon in that sense. Yeah, it's, it's, so. I can't join the bandwagon, but I am so happy for people that I care about. Like I love seeing people that I love or like or or think has have fantastic kneecaps do and have great moments. And so it's just really exciting for and that's what I think White Sox Twitter really is. That you know, as an outsider, I'm welcomed in. And if you give it, they give it right back. And it's in, in the right way though. They give like there's a friendship, and Willie P. I'm going to say this, man. You know, you've been super, super gracious on on Twitter. If you guys aren't on Twitter yet, and or if you are on Twitter and you're not following Willie P., you need mm-hmm. to. You want to talk about some positivity? I think he's like a he, he is like at least the assistant director of morale right now. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like he is um, everywhere. You know, and, and a you know just just love and, and happiness. And that's what happens when you're in San Diego, I guess. You get you know, nice weather and, and, and no central air, but that's what makes it special. You know, White Sox Twitter. So this you know the 108 tournament is is great but it's a fantastic opportunity to see everybody jump out everybody's going to be themselves you're going to see you know hot dog eating you're going to see mallord ch- you know shot takers you're going to see you know uh, you know if if, if uh <laughs> you're going to see some probable partial nudity uh, you're going to see billy you know billy's going to drop at least a a a a, a a uh, uh you know at least a tea bag picture or at least a, a you know a cartoon of someone fully naked with a strange boner you're gonna see all these things, and that's what makes you know you're gonna see pissan probably murder beef again, and that's what makes it exciting because now the personalities come out, and I love this part of it is because now, having been more integrated in white sox Twitter, these people are there's there's kind of faces of the name you guys know it too those of you in those two a m fucking zooms
0: and here's my thing, dude like if you need to know like how much this means to people like. Look at how excited people have been like the last three or four days, dude. Like, just anticipation of this like bracket reveal show. Like, people are juiced for this shit. Um, And we're not getting sappy. It's just we're giving credit where credits due. You know, like, yeah, we're competing shows. We're not even like competing shows. I don't even know how this happened, but we ended up. We're like the the pre-show for the 108 show. We have
1: a Bridger. We do a Bridger now that just kind of like kills the time if you're going to keep drinking. Let's talk.
0: And I mean, I'm cool with that. Like, I've I've had beers with all the guys in the 108. I've had conversations with all of them individually, all together. I've gone a couple lunches with people. Like, they're just good dudes. And like, I would I'm, actually
1: call us fluffers. I think we're a fluffer in a sense, a in a positive way. We get, you know, a, we get you a little
0: bit going, and then... I would say, yeah, we're like the opening band, and I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. I'm actually really cool with that. What a, like, what a good. We've never discussed it with them. We've never discussed this with them. It just no. all worked out this way. Timing wise, this was a good time for us to do the show. They do theirs a little later, and it all just kind of rolled together. And it's just, mm-hmm. and that's a. The
1: content Great. makes the whole community yeah. so much better. Other other baseball teams and and fan bases could look at the White Sox fan base on Twitter and go, "This is how it's really done." Why do you got? I mean, if you go on Cubs Twitter, people are blocking each other, calling each other "assholes," and, and it, it gets, it's, it's toxic. It's I mean, I know White Sox fans can get into it. And I know we had a couple <laughs> a real fun day like a couple of weeks, like last week or whatever. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I just play one on TV. So we're gonna keep moving. But we had the Cubs <laughs> shit. fans are like. They hate each
0: other. Like, there's so much hatred, and I'm like, guys, this well is a, supposed to be fun. For a dude like Yomper, who has been a great mm-hmm. fan of Absolutely. the show, contributor, whatever, to come in our comment section right now and just say Cubs Twitter has been extremely toxic lately. Like, yeah, I, I believe every word he says. You know, like, and I think the really cool thing about the Sox blogs and podcasts is there's something for every mood. You have, you know what I mean? Like, if you want straight baseball talks with advanced metrics and stats and shit like that, listen to Sox Machine. They're funny dudes, too. Don't get me wrong, but they're very much pew, to the point. Um, yeah, yeah. If you put up a, if the national uh media throws out the White Sox in any kind of poll. Socks are getting close to her in the finals because socks Twitter will band together like the fucking Avengers. Socks, the socks yeah.
1: fan base on Twitter is like all the like the Bernie Bros. Like, yep.
0: it, it, obviously not the same. Like,
1: just in the, like passionate. Like the minute you're doing an online straw poll, pew, 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 we just won like ninety to ten. Like, Ooh. that's how they're they they're fiercely loyal. And guess what? The fact that there are so many different types of content, everybody's got content all the time, and when you don't give a shit. Uh, you, you, you appreciate the content and you share the content and you, you, you support the content because you're not a Sox fan or a cup, you know, in my case, or a cup fan, either only one day a week. Like if you could, if you got a, if you got a free time on a Tuesday, don't you want the content? You should be, we should, it should be shared. It should be, it should, it helps the community. It helps. And it helps the players in the end because people, you know, it creates, it creates a whole jive and a whole juju about it. And I, I, I honestly believe in energy. So when you have good energy around things and it's optimistic, the players feel it. You know that the product starts seeing the results, and I, I do believe that players that are you know adjusted mind, body, and spirit. I think a lot of that does help when you have the fans also in the same place, and and this is what makes it special. It does help the players in in a weird ripple effect, the butterfly effect. You know, it's not like again, you're not pals with them, but but it does eventually it in the ripple effect it does reach them. They feel it, Chris. I can tell you just talking to Chris Bryant, this is someone that you could I I, I, I honestly say this. When Cubs, when the fan base is toxic, it's not really super fun. But in 2016, when everything was just at that fever pitch, it was a it was like the perfect time to be in a perfect place and the perfect time to be alive in his like at that moment. Like it just it was it, you felt it. And they, those guys felt it. And the same thing with the White Sox is believing in energy and pushing that energy. And 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 it it does affect it. So negative fan bases, knee jerk reaction fan bases you know for the cubs it took years and years oh shit here we go again we're gonna collapse and that does manifest itself the same way so when you have that positivity it really does make a difference on the field eventually and that's the thing is it's a you're doing yeoman's work you're doing a herculean work but you're also doing you're doing the lord's work are they the lord's tips um you're doing you're doing a work for the fan base you're doing for the team this is this this makes a huge difference so and yes, Cub fans got spoiled after the World Series win, but I think it's less spoiled and more people that jumped on the bandwagon. But guess what? They're all yours now, <coughs> right? They're but all yours now. Here they come.
0: Also, I can confirm, and I know Kevin can confirm this as well. Players listen and read blogs. They one hundred percent. I know some people will be like, they don't waste their time with that shit. They don't care what. No, we can confirm in more ways than one, and I'm not just talking about Chris. I know everyone's Mm -hmm. mind probably goes right to Chris Bryant, which we do know he watches.
1: (laughs) It's Las Vegas. I've coached
0: one major leaguer. Yeah. But yeah, you Darvish proved it too. They read blogs. They Uh watch podcasts or listen to podcasts. Like they want to know what fans are thinking about them and talking about them and stuff like that. Like
1: their families do too, by the way. So it gets to them eventually.
0: I've said shit on this show and gotten DMS later. Like, What's up dude? Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you up. You can yeah, you can and they definitely searched their name on Twitter too. That I think that's how Rick Giolito found this show a couple weeks ago. Because we put Giolito in the title and he just searched it and saw it and he was like, Oh, this is cool. And it was like sick. <laughs> you know, I was like, All right, cool. Um but yeah, dude, like they I think yeah, the I think the White Sox are in a very We're very lucky as White Sox fans to have the community that we have. And I'll just leave it at that. I'm pretty pumped about this. Uh, (laughs) I'm excited for the the 108 selection show that's going to be going on here in about an hour and a half. Um, But, yeah, for... Hold on, let me do this real quick, Kev. For KFiz, I'm Southside Zoe. That's the Pillwheels and Ivy podcast this week. Uh, Make sure you check us out, leave us a like and review, and we'll be back next week.
2: Free build of the favorites. we here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball, but we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Yeah. Rick, Leo, and Ganty, So the whole league that we hear now. Yes. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that Mike might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah, this is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bargain. game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. This is what waiting for. You can put it on the board, Make it all change, check me out to the bargain, to bargain. This, is what for, yeah. this is what you're waiting for, you can put it on the board, yeah. on the board. every season make it all chance